I work my way around the lake, headed south toward the estuary now, fingering the thumb drive in my pocket. I have a feeling. Maybe I'll take a look at the data before I hand it over to Daria this time. Not that I can't trust her, just a feeling. I speed up slightly. One more stop before I can head back to the office. I already know that the body was found near the estuary, near the spot where the intake from the bay is controlled so that the lake doesn't flood. That's what makes it a lake instead of just part of the bay. It's also the best place around the lake to drop a body, especially now that the lake has more people around it, especially now after they've cleaned it up quite a bit and paved nice paths all around it. The estuary is back behind the community college, and while there is still a paved path, it's full of potholes and not as well-traveled or maintained. I like it back there, even though it's a little detour from my way back to the office. Fewer people, more geese. This time of year, there are even a few goslings sometimes. Just a few years ago, even the main lake path wasn't a place you could walk around at night and feel safe though it wasn't as dangerous as folks might have thought. I had quite a few midnight walks, even during some of Oakland's more gritty days, though, of course, I always brought a revolver or something else. These days I have mace and a taser on me at night. They're harder for somebody to take from me and shoot me with. But in these days, even after midnight, the runners are the most dangerous part of the lake where they were. Rounding a corner high with reeds, I see the remains of a, the police tape tied to some small trees flapping in the breeze. Here the estuary is fairly wide, but I could still throw a rock across it if I tried. Well, maybe not today, but if I were still 50. Or maybe 40. The reeds are matted down where the body was dragged ashore. Approaching, most of what I can see is cop footprints in the muddy weeds, but yeah, there's where the body lay once they brought it out of the water. I take a breath, dead cigar in my hand, and kneel down. I'm not in horrible shape, but I feel the age in my knees these days, and kneeling isn't always the best idea. I need a closer look, though. As I approach, what I notice first is the smell. Not dead body smell exactly, though there is a remnant of that. It's the brine. The lake is salt water, and it gets stinky in that briny way, depending on the weather and the tides, but this is stronger, sharper, odd. I poke around with a pen I always carry in my jacket pocket, but I don't find much. A bit of muck, no blood. The water and then the mud have erased most of what I could have seen. There are a lot more empty mussel shells than I would have expected to see here. The mussels are more in the rest of the lake, which has a rockier bottom than the estuary. Maybe the gulls are hoarding them here now? Hopefully the thumb drive will have some good pictures. Never know what you're going to get with Oakland PD. It takes me a while to stand back up, which is lucky because it's then that I see that it's not just goop from the lake bottom dragged up with the body. There is a bit of blood. Dark red blood mixed with that green muck from the lake bottom. Shiny in the sun like a, the slime a snail leaves behind. For a moment I wonder if Frank came by this way. Huh. 
If you're hungry, you'll have to look somewhere else. They took the body away already, Walt. I hear a throaty growl of a laugh from behind me, and he adds, <laughs> You need some help getting up, old man? I rise as quickly as I can manage, but I already know it's Stony. I'm good, Stony. How are you doing? I walk a few steps across the path to where he's standing, beer in a paper bag in hand. He's setting down a plastic milk crate upside down, the one he carries with him a good deal of the time, and sits down on it. I notice Stoney's tent sits a few feet off the trail in the weeds. A joke about drinking so early in the morning is on the tip of my tongue before I decide to swallow it. Stoney lives pretty rough. I shouldn't begrudge him a beer in the morning. I'm not sure how long he's been living outside around Oakland, but it's been at least a decade, the whole time I've known him. He sticks to the lake mostly when the cops let him, or rather when the new people in Oakland stop themselves from calling the cops on Stoney. The tent is newish, a slight step up for him since the last one I saw. He's a veteran, but he won't talk about that. He'll talk about almost anything else, in fact. I've never asked him his age, but he's always called me old man, and I suspect he's younger than the 45, 50 he appears to be. Morning beers, while comforting, don't lead to looking young, I guess. Everybody who is a regular at the lake knows Stoney, and any regular worth a damn likes him. He's a nice guy, and he keeps a lookout for folks, keeps an eye on things. Good, good, Walt. Can't complain. He sips his beer. You see them haul his body out, Stoney? What body? He says, smiling, playing coy. Hmm, what body? Maybe you were too busy sleeping in your fancy tent last night? Oh, that, he turns, looking at it as if he's never seen it before. That's the hot new trend for urbanites, Walt. Keep the homeless more hidden, so everybody wins, chuckles to himself. Come on, Stoney. What did you see? Help an old man out. Well, he looks at me in mock anger. I am not your magical negro. My what? The magical black man who solves the white protagonist problems? Bagger Vance? Red Redding? What, you never watch movies? I, uh, I stick to trashy novels mostly, Stoney. So you have no magic for me today then? Is that what you're saying? He begins a reply, then looks at the ground, shakes his head, and laughs a deep, quiet laugh, almost to himself. Oh, no magic today, no, but yeah, I did see them pull out the body. They already asked me all about it. Anything odd about it? I ask him. I want some answers, but I don't even really have the questions yet. Stoney looks up at me as I sip my chai. Are you fucking kidding me? He asks, a look of honest wondering on his face. What? You know I don't kid. His face breaks a bit now, and he shakes his head again. Well, you almost always kid, but you're not kidding now, are you? It looks like they haven't told you nothing yet, huh? Anything weird, fuck. He continues to chuckle to himself. Not much, no. I, I guess it's need to know, you know, and I need to know. I wait for a response, which is not forthcoming. He's holding back in a way that is a little concerning. This is a guy who loves to talk. Stoney, what the hell did you see? That uh, body must have been down here for a long time. Well, I've seen bodies before. Hell, I have even seen a body in the lake before. But 
that girl and her abusive boyfriend a few years back. Remember that? I saw them pulled out in the middle of the night, but this was pretty fucked up. They, they really didn't tell you. I try to keep it light to no avail. Well, you know, I'm old. They don't tell me everything at once. They're afraid they might kill me. I'm only half joking. They said it was a fresh body, Walt, but there's no way. No way in hell. Why do you keep saying that? It was covered with shells. Little muscle shells, you know, head to toe. They must have grown there over the years and years, like they grow on the rocks at the bottom of the lake. It was shaped like a body, but he hesitates, and I give him time to take a sip and continue. It was just smothered with them. Couldn't see a thing. Couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman shaped like a body, but just shells, just muscles oozing this green, bloody crap. I'm not talking lake muck. Well, it was like, I don't know. I'm not fishing out of the lake for a while. Something weird going on in that water. I can't help but glance at the beer and back into Stoney's eyes. Fuck you with that, Walt. I saw it. I don't know why they didn't tell you. No, I believe you, Stoney. I believe you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't something weird happening. Stoney had gone quiet and stared at the ground. Hey, didn't you used to park yourself over by the old auditorium with some of your friends? I point down the pathway. That seemed to wake him up a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, but we got cleared out of there. It was a good setup. One guy even had a little stove he let us all use, but yeah, they cleared us all out. The cops ran you at? I knew OPD had actually been avoiding clearing them all out in the parking lot behind the permanently closed concert hall. It was an ad hoc situation in a town that didn't have real solutions for folks who weren't getting by. Better to have folks there, a bit out of sight, than hanging around where the new residents could see them. Nope, it was the people renovating it. I guess they're getting it all fixed up or something anyway. They're always going in and out of the building at all hours anyway, so it wasn't the best place to sleep. And then they started hassling us, kicking over tents, even starting a fire. They, they were mean people, Walt. I didn't want to mess with them, you know. Well, you made the right choice there, obviously. Better to be down this way, with the dead bodies. Ah, yeah, you're right there. I have to work on my magical Negro things down this way for you. He waved his fingers around in front of his face, playing an invisible piano keys. I'll uh, watch Bagger Vance once this case is over, because I still have no idea what you're talking about. None. Don't I know it. His smile is back now, the fear gone. I appreciate your help, Stoney, I say as I approach him with a five and slap it into his empty hand. Five dollars? Cheap old man, he says, laughing. This will hardly buy a beer in Oakland anymore. Walt, you want me to starve? I'm almost retired. I have to put money into my 401k. Up there is my 401k, he says, indicating his tent. I fish out my wallet for an emergency 20. I don't carry much cash these days, but always an emergency $20 bill. Here. That's prepayment. Keep an eye out for me. I think you're right. There's something weird going on here. He nods, looking at the 20. But it's not the lake, right? It's the people. Always the people. The lake is sacred. That it is, Walt. That it is. He responds and holding up the 20 in a mock salute. Will do. And he takes a drink. And I move on. I'm not sure how to take Stoney's story. He's pretty reliable for information, usually. He's helped me on several divorce cases. It's amazing 
How many people think walking around the lake with the person you're cheating with is a good idea? He's a vet, so I'm pretty sure dead bodies don't freak him out the way they might freak out a civilian. On the other hand, he's a self-acknowledged drunk, and I bet he's been hassled a lot more recently by cops. Rich folks can't afford to live in San Francisco any longer, so they're coming to Oakland in droves, and with them come different attitudes about how their new home ought to look. I have to suffer through the computer backpack kids in the cafe, but Stoney has to suffer those same kids calling the cops because he's a black guy living in a tent near the lake. Things like that can cause some extra stress in a person's life, make him see things. Not sure it could make him see a dead body covered in shells being hauled out of the lake, though. All of which makes me want to get the thumb drive back to the office and have a closer look at what Harks gave me. I can put Daria to work figuring out what those people Stoney mentioned are up to at the auditorium. Doesn't seem right Stoney being moved from there, and I thought the city owned that property. Put Daria to work is a funny way to think about it, since she's pretty much runs the place these days. I guess I think of it that way because it would piss her off. I can't help but smile.